Hey guys, welcome to season number three, uh, episode number 45 of Lighthouse Leadership. In this episode, Trace and I are going to be talking about the process we use to make decisions. So let's go back in time a little bit to episode number 27 uh, from September 2020. And in that episode, I talked about the key for leaders to make wise decisions. And in this episode, Tracy and I will be putting a fresh perspective on how we as leaders need a process in place to make the best possible decisions. Tracy, you and I have talked about this decision-making process uh, for a while now and how we wanted to present this idea to our listeners. And, you know, the more we talked about it, the more challenged and convicted I became about having this mental filter or this process in place. Yeah, you know, we've all been a part of the following conversation, right? You're you're talking with a friend or a colleague about a big decision they're facing. You listen to them for a few minutes as they tell you a little bit of the background to their current dilemma. Usually they vent some frustration at not not kind of knowing what road to take. And then they look at you probably with an exasperated look and they say, I just don't know what to do. Sometimes they even say, I don't know where to start. Way too often, it seems like we're starting over every time we have a big decision to make. We, we feel like we've just got to start from scratch, and that can quickly become overwhelming. But the thing is, we don't have to start from zero every time we make a, a decision, particularly the bigger ones. Having a process in place can give us a place to return to each time we're faced with that big decision. We just go right back to the beginning of our process. Yeah, I like that. You know, I did some research and found that the average adult makes around 35,000 decisions every day. So no wonder we're tired at the end of the day, right? But here's the thing. As our level of responsibility increases, so does the number of decisions that we make. And, and to add to that, the level of difficulty of those decisions also increases, which which makes you really want to get promoted, right? So in the earlier episode, I said that there are two paths that you can take to make decisions. We can either make decisions based on principles, which requires great discipline to ignore the emotions and how you feel and all the noise around you and to choose to follow a narrow path that acts like a compass for your life. So you can follow that path or you can follow the other path, which is making decisions based on preference, which honestly is a lazy and reactive path that allows our emotions to take over and determine the decisions that we make. See, preference-based decisions is very much, it's kind of like an autopilot method of making those 35,000 decisions every day. Now, Tracy, you have what I think is a great process that we can use to help us make those better decisions every day. Well, you know, as we were preparing for this podcast and you told me about the 35,000 decisions per day, when you think about it that way, it's logical that we defer to a reactive or lazy, or as you put it, an autopilot process. 
frankly, for many of those decisions we make during the day, which are fluid in the moment decisions and possibly, you know, more a little inconsequential, like what bread do I want my sandwich on? You don't have to go back to that process. Right. Yeah. But what if we could change the autopilot method from the, the lazy reactive sort of emotional one? I like the way you put that to a principles based decision. If we set up our process in a certain way, we can still be somewhat on autopilot. It's just that the autopilot we go to consists of questions we ask ourselves. And then the process becomes a big, bright blinking light in our brain. Every time we're faced with that big decision, it says kind of, you know, the arrow pointing to the start here or you are here button. So, so what is that process? It's really simple guys, but it can be very powerful. I'll sum it up in three words. You commit, you eliminate, and you gather. Okay. You commit to being open and honest with yourself. None of these steps we're going to talk about will work if you're not going to commit to being open and really brutally candid and honest with yourself. Then you eliminate, you eliminate the subconscious decision that you have probably already made. Most people, when they approach a big decision, they have an outcome already in mind. They made it in a millisecond and then they sort of backfilled to justify that decision that they didn't even realize they had reached. So, so I like what you said there about eliminate the, the, the subconscious decision that we, that are, we've already made. So to me, that just kind of says, don't fall in love with the picture that your emotions have already painted for you. Yeah, that's right. And especially because oftentimes we don't realize that that picture has been painted by us in that subconscious decision rather than the, uh, you know, the, the facts that we've started to gather. So we commit to being honest, we eliminate that subconscious decision, and then we gather our facts. The more facts you have, the better, sure. And the bigger the decision, the more facts you're going to need. But you never have to have 100% of the facts. In fact, you should probably never look to get 100% of the facts. The more open and honest you are with yourself up front, you can even get away with probably fewer facts because you're being really honest with yourself as you go through this process. Yeah, so, so I like what you said there. So we're basically just slowing everything down a little bit thinking with our brains, not with our emotions. So really what we're doing here, Tracy, is we're establishing a new habit for how we make decisions. Now, you and I both have been reading uh, The Atomic Habits by James Clear, and I love what he says. Outcomes are about what you get. Processes are about what you do. And kind of what we're talking about is establishing a system for our, for our decision-making process. See, I think the process speaks to our identity. And also like what James says in his book, he says, you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your system. I love that. Man, that's a powerful statement. Listen, I believe the value we place on the decision-making process. See, I believe that speaks volumes about the value we place on making the right decisions to get the best possible outcomes. Or in other words, how we approach this process. See, that's a window into our mindset and our convictions. It reflects on who we are as a person and as a leader. And this process that you've laid out for us, Tracy, that just basically adds legs to the principle-based and disciplined life that leaders need to, need to live in order to be effective and to make a, a tremendous impact on the world. So let's, let's take our process and apply it. Um, let's use it, you know, and, and walk our user, our listeners through sort of a use case scenario and a realistic hypothetical. 
you have a, a good position with your current employer, let's call them current co, current company. You're given an offer to join a new company called new co. Here's what most people do. Subconsciously, they make the decision very early on whether they're going to leave or not without realizing that they've made that decision. So in our case, let's say, uh, let's say Jane has decided subconsciously, I'm leaving this company, current co, and I'm going to go work with new co. That's usually made in a millisecond subconsciously. Then she immediately starts to backfill as she thinks she's being analytical and really thinking through this. She's already got the decision made and might not realize it. So she might start thinking of things to backfill like, you know, I'm really tired of that drive to work at Current Co. And yeah. Newco's closer to home. Newco's offer me a little bit more money. And, you know, I'm just kind of tired of where I am. Starting a new job could be really exciting. And that's it. There's no real process. There's no intentional thought, certainly not a lot of research or analysis. In just emotion-based. Yeah, just emotion-based. And even if there's been research and analysis, it's been colored by that subconscious decision that right. Jane made. And that's probably the most worrisome thing about this decision. She wasn't honest with herself up front to recognize that initial decision that she had made. Nuco might be the best option for her, but she has reached that decision in our hypothetical almost by accident, Jeremy. Yeah. So in that example that you just gave, um, I see that decision being made on preference and emotions. But when major life event decisions are made based simply on how we feel in the moment, those decisions usually don't turn out too good for us in the long run. Right. Uh, when we make decisions quickly based on emotion, we don't have all the information we need because we rush through that process and we fail to ask ourselves the right questions to get the right answers. And I can tell you from working in the HR field for over 20 years, it's not what you know that will hurt you. It's always what you don't know. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to kind of figure out that the best decisions are made from taking the time to ask ourselves the best questions to get the best information. And that's really, that is it, Jeremy. It's asking the right questions and also doing so in that right frame of mind. So let's take another look at Jane's hypothetical, but this time, instead of looking at what not to do, that reactive sort of autopilot method, let's use our process. So she's going to first commit to being open and honest with herself. She's going to really sit down and think, is NUCA really a good opportunity or am I just running from a problem at my current position? Then she's going to eliminate the decision she's already likely made. She'll have to really be honest with herself and say, wait a minute, I've kind of decided I'm, I think I'm leaving uh, current co and I really should not do that until I've gone through this process. Don't move on just yet. I yeah. gotta, I gotta examine more. Right. And then third, now she's, she's been honest with herself. She's, she sort of cleaned the board, so to speak. Now she can really start going through the process anew and she can gather those important facts. Yeah, Nuco might be closer to home, but did you really consider the fact that Nuco also expects much later hours? You got to check your emails till 11 p.m. every night, including weekends. <laughs> Nuco has a higher salary, but what are their benefits? What's their 401k match? What's the work environment there? And let's not just focus on Nuco. She's cleansed her mind, Jane has. So now she's going to be more open to ask, is there a way to reinvigorate my current position or get a different path within my current company? Yeah. So as we begin kind of wrap this up, some of our listeners might be thinking, you know, I don't have time to go through a, a 20 point checklist every time 
that I need to make a decision. But that's not what Tracy and I are talking about today. This is a filtering process that will help us slow down, check our emotions and our biases, and to get the necessary information. That's it. Yeah, and you know, I think, like we said, Jane moving to Newco might be the right option. But if she's gone through the process, she's going to be much more likely to have reached that right or correct decision. And Jeremy, you and I have talked, you often find in life that the way you approach the decisions you make in life are often more important than the actual decision you yeah, make. exactly. So that's really great information, Tracy. Um, so let's have some accountability here and be honest with yourself. Do you have a process in place to help you make decisions? Or do you just wing it based on how you feel in the moment, that preference-based decision um, process? Now, Tracy and I hope that what we've talked about today will help you establish a filtering process that will help you make the best possible decisions. So, so Tracy, I really enjoyed this. This was good stuff, I think. Thanks, Jeremy. I hope our listeners get a lot out of it. It's been a lot of fun uh, preparing this. And like you said, we've we've sort of challenged ourselves in our own yeah. decision-making process. And uh, we will begin our podcast series on the principles of leadership starting in our next episode, which will be coming to you soon. Hey, guys, we would love to hear from you. Please leave us a review. And I'm going to put my, my email address in the show notes. Uh, please let us know what you think. Ask us questions. And we would love to hear from you and help you in any way that we can. Now, go do the work and go live the dream.